Um, good morning, everyone. So how, how good is God, though? How good is God? Like, this whole week just being preparing and being like, oh, God is so good, even though it might be a difficult time or we might be going through things and whatever. But God is still good, regardless. His nature is just to be good. So I'm going to go straight into it and get some water first. But uh, we can maybe pop that scripture up, uh, Revelation 2. So God's been obviously speaking during worship and, and with the words that came across just during the week. I felt this specifically for us, like, I know your works, Durbanville, your toil and your patient endurance, and how you cannot bear with those who are evil, but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not, and found them to be false. I know you are enduring patiently, as we heard testimonies this morning, it's a lot of us that are enduring patiently, bearing up for my namesake, for Jesus' namesake, and you have not... You have not, we go back to, and you have not, okay, (laughs) am I missing something, is it, okay, but I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first, remember therefore from where you have fallen, and like we had this word, repent, and do the works you did at first. And that thing about doing the works, and I know often we say we don't do to inherit God's grace and save, saving grace and stuff. We don't work for that, but we work from that. Because we've been saved. Now it's like, there's only one thing that I can do is work as unto the Lord. Whatever I do, because of what He has done. And so, like, God chose His only Son to come to earth and die for us on a cross so that we can be free. And the thing is, sometimes we don't even walk in that freedom. But we, we've been set free. So why not? You know? So, I want to ask a question. Who of us here has... Um, had a radical encounter with the Lord. And you knew, for an example, you were walking this way the one day, and boom, something happened. And there was an immediate change. And then all of a sudden, you turned around and walked the other way. And I, it's just like, in whatever, it might not have been your salvation, or just something that the Lord spoke to you about and said, no more of this, my son. No more of this, my daughter. And then you made that conscious decision to say, Okay, I'm done with that. Could have been smoking, drinking, partying, whatever, swearing. And you're like, okay, this is hurting the Lord. I'm going I'm to be done with that. So I saw some hands go up, but I just want you to kind of just go back to those things and be like, is that what it's actually talking about, the scripture? Remember your first love. Do the works that you did at the beginning. And for some of us, we like, oh, man. It was such a long time ago, I can't even remember how to do those things anymore. But I feel like the Lord is calling us, each and every one of us, to remember the works we did at the beginning. 
at the beginning either of that turn away. And, and for me, um, I remember just about three weeks after I got saved, I went back to my mom's place because I moved back from Kimberley. So I got a new job and it was three weeks. I just got saved now. For those who don't know, I was a gambler. I used to go to the Flamingo Casino there in Kimberley. I used to gamble there. Nobody knew about it. It was a big secret. I was in the world. And I was of this world and doing the things of this world. Gambling was but something. There were so many other things more. We don't have to go into detail now. But it was, I was doing evil things. Doing worldly things. And I was busy there. My own things. Nobody knew about it. Big secret. So, get saved. Three weeks later, I go to sleep. 12 o'clock in the morning, I wake up with this tugging in my heart. Saying, Sherman, you're going to call your girlfriend at that time, Stacy, my wife now. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> um, your friend, you're going to call over. You're going to call your sister over. You're going to call your mom and your dad over. Well, mom and dad was in the house and I was just there. But you're going to place them. And I had this clear picture of how they're going to be sitting. Two, four, six. My brother-in-law as well. And I'm going to stand in front of them and I'm going to confess all my sins to them. My parents are at this time not serving the Lord at all. Not even like, you know. And three weeks ago I gave my heart to the Lord and I'm like, Hey guys, I got saved. They're like, okay, cool. That was it. <laughs> that was like, okay, okay, cool, whatever that means. And then I saw them sitting around. And 6 o'clock that morning, I was like, no. I was still awake saying, I will not do it, Lord. How can I confess that I've been smoking, drinking, sexually immoral to my family that think I'm, like, here's angel, like standard, and then here's Sherman. How can I now go and tell them these things? Obviously, it's going to... I'm like, Lord, I can't do it. Six hours of tossing and turning in the bed there. And I said, it's, it's no way they're going to chuck me out the house. They're going to break up with me. You know, I'm not going to have any friends. I'm, Leslie's going to be like, nah, it's cool. You, you weird, you crazy, whatever. I'm going to be like on my own. I feel like the Lord saying, Sherman, if you want to grow with me, you'll do it. It's three weeks into my walk with him. If you want to grow with me, you'll do this. I'm like, I don't understand. So you want me to be alone then? Like, you know, is this what you've called me to now? Because you're already weird to your family. So now, you, now you're going to be even more weird. Anyway, 8 o'clock in the morning, I'm like, okay, Lord, I will do it for you. Three weeks, I, three weeks. And, um, sure. So, I get them and they're all sitting in the lounge there. And the first words to them was like, guys, um, today I'm going to tell you something and uh, it might mean that you chuck me out the house. Mom and dad, Stacy might break up with me. Leslie, listen, you might not want to be my friend anymore. Um, my sister, I'm like, you guys can cut me out of your life. I understand it. You know, I'm, I'm cool. I'm willing to go. But I'm not going to do this for you guys. Not for you. I'm doing this for God. And... <laughs> I shared it with him, like, everything. I laid it down. My mom still said, like, um, what did she say? <laughs> she said, 
I, th- I thought you were smoking, but the drinking and the smoking weed and the gambling and all this stuff. And she's like, you know, and she gave me a hug and she didn't chuck me out the house. Thank you, Lord. But why am I sharing this story? Simply because from that moment I knew what it was to kind of be obedient to the Lord. And it was his first time really challenging me on obedience and saying, I don't know how the end results going to look like. That's faith. Faith is that thing of like, I don't know, I don't know where I'm going to end up. Maybe on the streets, but I'm going to do it for God. <laughs> you know? And he called me to that, and I really feel for us like the return back to that. Where you listen to the Lord's voice, and if he says something, you act immediately. It's like, man, friends, family, actually, they don't matter in one sense. You hear what I'm saying? God. You're the one that I want to obey. You're the one that I will give my life to. I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I want to live for you and you alone. All these things, man. It's like nothing. Anyway. And I understand that there's a constant tugging. Like it's, it's, it's going to be difficult. And I think the longer you walk with the Lord, the more difficult it becomes. Because he deals with those smoking and those drinking things like soon-ish. <laughs> Then he works with things of the heart and be like, oh, Lord, but I've been walking with you for 40 years, but now all of a sudden you want me to change this. Why didn't you tell me this 20 years ago? Because his grace is efficient and he's like, I will work with you when you are ready. And sometimes we can be in this place of like, you know what, I'm going to wait till 40 years till I'm ready. But actually the journey could take 12 days. If we avail ourselves and be like, okay, Lord, Whatever, whenever, however. And I know we need to, the thing is, in that time of when I was in the bed there, I was like, I need to make this conscious decision now. It's either yes, I'll do it, or no. I won't go. Because I knew, if I don't do this, I'm not going to go with God. And that's what I want. I wanted to go with Him. I wanted, you know, I had this hunger and, and often, that's gonna, it's going to continue happening. It's going to continue because we are almost reminded in the word like, there will be a fight for your life, for your flesh to be chilled and just like, and then there's the spirit side. And it's like, you're going to get uncomfortable. You're going to get uncomfortable. I want you to get uncomfortable because that's the thing that's going to break open over your life. And for me, one of the things like raising your hands in worship. <laughs> when I started here in Durbanville, Josh Jen, I was like, How's it? <laughs> Lord, I give you my heart. My hands are down, yeah. Don't challenge me to go any higher. <laughs> but the thing is, I had to get uncomfortable. Now I'm free in worship. Like, I really feel like I'm free, man. Free. Okay. So... <laughs> yeah. Okay. You guys with me? Cool. I've got this like phone thing going. I'm actually I'm, I should be more digitally technology vibes than what I am, because I still have like written stuff. Anyway. <laughs> So my 
my walk with the Lord, like, um, God's challenged me a lot to do things like out of my comfort zone. And, and that's where I could see that the faith thing, the end result thing, like I almost never know where I'm going to end up when I do stuff. But I know that prompting is from him. And when I do it, it's like, okay, I see what you are doing. So one of the things, like, for those who don't know, I'm a dance teacher. Um, and the one time I was at a men's, a men's meeting. Now, when you had a men's meeting, ladies, you might not know this, but the men are rough. <laughs> you know? We worship like, yes, Jesus, come on. Swords, like, come on, give us a sword. We're going to take the nations. Uh, yes, Lord, more, Lord. And then in worship, the Lord's like, okay, now in this men's meeting, you're going to go and do a contemporary dance on stage. Sure, <laughs> Okay, no, not hearing the Lord. That's someone else's voice. That's embarrassing, obviously, because we had a men's meeting, Lord. In case you didn't know. And um, <laughs> battling. I'm like, I can't do a contemporary dance. For those who don't know, it's close to ballet. <laughs> Perhaps close to it, not <laughs> at a men's meeting where everyone's like rough and tough and uh. And the thing is, I said, no. Worship came to an end. And I went to go sit down. I felt, I felt like, oh, Lord, I've actually disappointed you now. I'm so disobedient. I can't remember what the preach was about because I was just battling. This is the God of creation, the Lord that saved me out of hell and saving me, gave up his son for me, and I say no to him. Like, who am I? To negotiate with the Lord. Who am I? Who are we? Man. And the preach goes on. Ryan Kingsley. I don't know. Some of you guys might have been there. And um, I'm like, okay, Lord, you know what? I won't do that again. I will not feel this way again. Disappointing my daddy. I won't. The next time I get a chance to dance, I will do it for you. Whether I look silly or not, I will do it for you. And immediately afterwards, Ryan Kingsley, guys, we're going to go back into worship. (laughs) Sure, Lord, you work quickly, eh? And I'm like, I'm not going to feel that way again. I'm not going to feel that way again. And I remember clearly, Sunningdale, I was standing about there, and the aisle was made open for me. Walk up, Sherman. There we go. There's your platform. Go and dance. I'm like, <laughs> all right, here we go. So this, not, nobody did it. Like the Lord opened it up. I didn't have to knock into anyone to walk past them. And I walk up and I go and do this dance thing. Can't remember how it looked, whatever. But afterwards, this guy comes up to me. He's crying. You don't know what you just did. I'm like, I, I really don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I really don't know. He's like, man, I'm free now because of what you've done. I'm like, I, I don't get that. But I'm also free. I said to him, it's my first time ever dancing in front of men or like not in a, at a theater type of thing. At a church. Who dances in a church, man? 
That was my mindset. Like, who dances in the church? But this guy comes and he's like, I'm free. I'm free today because of what you've done. I'm like, all glory to God. So sometimes, guys, God will challenge us, each and every one of us, not for our own sake, but for others around us, maybe our family members. And I love what Uncle Stan said this morning. Man, you know, family. God connects us. This is family, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Continue, yeah? Sure. Okay. So we know stories of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The thing is, often we can hear God and we can think it is Him. And it's cool. But I said to this king, listen here, we're not going to serve you. We're not going to bow down to you. Our Lord will save us. That God. And I'm like about to get thrown into the fire. Just do yourself a favor, go read that story again. It's amazing. And I said, even if our God doesn't. And it's like, Lord, I, I think I heard you. I'm going to do this. But even if it doesn't, Lord, I'm still going to serve you. And that's that heart that I think the Lord wants us to have. Like, you know, even if he doesn't, I still want to serve you, Lord. With everything I've got. My heart, my soul, give it to you. Okay. I didn't time myself. Uh, so <laughs> you see, that's why I took the phone out to time myself. But clearly, and I've got my watch on also to do that. But anyway, you, just, you guys can just tell me, okay. Okay. So, and, and the thing is, I know that as, as I'm speaking, I'm not just speaking us to get this fire going, burning inside of you, even though it is, that's what I feel the Lord wants us to do, is like get this fire going again. You know, what you did at the beginning, it works and da 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 I know that I'm also speaking to myself, yeah. It's like, I point at you, but I point at me, pointing at each other so that we can grow together. And one of the things, like, I was recently challenged with, because you know, we, someone spoke about old manner, new manner this morning. It's fine and well I speak about things of eight, ten years ago. But that's not going to sustain us. The Lord is busy speaking to us each and every day. question is, are we listening? Are we listening each and every day? Because that's ultimately a relationship. You can't say, you know, me and my friend, we go way back eight years ago. We're still friends now. We haven't seen each other, heard of each other, or said anything to each other the last eight years. But I know him. Okay, in between that, you, the guy got married already and he has 25 children and all these things, but you have no idea. Okay, not 25, I've eight years. You know, 
<laughs> yeah. But you, you with me, so it's like, it's a constant, it's daily. As we're walking with the Lord, it's a daily thing. And He's speaking daily, but are we listening daily? And just recently, we, some of you know, we went to um, Kiatman's work. And uh, yeah, welcome back. Um, Kiatman's, and, and I'm not a planner, but I planned this trip to the T. So I thought, like, we're going to go this day, we're going to leave this time, this is enough petrol, we're going to die from here to there, and then we're going to fill up here, and then from there we're going to make it all the way to Springbok. From Springbok we're going to make it all the way through the border with this amount of petrol, even though I know there's no um, signal there, we're going to stretch it because we're going to have a good time. The girls are at the back, so I've got a year and a half old, and a three and a half old in the back here, we're going to get some DVD screens from Ed and Die and put it on the back there so that they can... We're not going to play it immediately. We're first going to feed them. Hopefully they'll sleep, get some toys, and then the DVD. So it's all planned strategically so that they don't get too bored and just watching the DVDs the whole time. Petrol, all these things, man. I was on fire. Like my planning. You know? <laughs> so I thought... Anyway, on our way back... From Kirtman's, I'm like, okay, we need to make it to Springbok with about 400 and something in the tank. Now, this um, petal tank thing is a digital thing. So it's not like you must just um, check the light on. No, no, you can actually see now it's 400 kilometers to go. ET, what's it? ETA, estimated time of arrival. Anyway, so. Driving back through the border, making it, checking the boards, a few hundred um, kilometers and a uh, few hundred in the tank. And all of a sudden, after the border now, there's a car pulled over. And I stop because I'm like thinking, let's help these people. You know? So we're on our way home, chill, taking a chill drive home. And this one girl, she recognized me and she's like, hey, Manier. I'm like, you in my school? Time? Hello. <laughs> I didn't recognize her at the time. I'm like, cool. Like, uh, can I help with anything? Yeah, you can. I'm like, okay, changing the tire, but I don't have any tools. No, we also don't have tools. I'm like, oh, can't help you. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, fortunately, a guy comes through and he like has his old toolbox in his van, whatever. I'm like, so I'm not needed here. Cheers, guys. But anyway, good seeing the learner, you know, in the school, whatever. We drive on and they get sorted with the guy with the massive tools and all that stuff. Anyway, that was part of the story at Easter. And <laughs> what happens is about 60 guys out of Springbok. The tank on the car says zero kilometers to go. But now what had happened a few kilometers back was the thing started going faster down. Like, instead of driving one k, it would then say, you've driven two k's faster and faster. But now I know I planned this trip. I know that the Lord blessed us as well to go on this trip, so everything's fine. Because if God blesses you to go on the trip, 
She didn't be any issues. Stacy falls asleep here next to me. Girls are asleep at the back. I'm alone in the car, awake. Thinking, Lord, me and you, what's going to happen now? And I'm like, starting to make plans, thinking, okay, maybe if I pull over, there's going to be like this truck and the Lord's going to bless us with like a petrol guy. It's going to have petrol extra in his van. It's just going to throw it into, because God actually wants me to speak to somebody else, you know, like evangelize or something. Or you know what, that girl with the parents, they're going to stop. I'm like, ah, let's go. But my heart starts beating. Literally, 30 goes to go. I can't stop. Stacy wakes up. Looks uh, zero kilometers. Goes back to sleep. I'm like, did you not? Did you not? And I'm still on my own. And I'm, I'm like facing this thing, man. We're going to make it. Anyway. In Springbok. We rolled the car into the garage. We stopped there. And the Lord's like, oh, man of faith. You still lack a bit of trust. Oh, my God. Lord, forgive me. And this is the thing. For me, it's, it's still a journey. You're still journeying through this. You know? And I'm not, like I'm saying, I'm pointing back at me. As we go through this journey together. So that was the story. We made it. We are today. We didn't stuck. Not even once. With that call. So am I God's son? Yes. I am. Is he my Lord? Yeah. Is he my Savior? Yeah. Do I inquire to him about my decisions? I do. I get it right all the time. No. Do I feel that that trip, for an example, was a blessing? Yeah. And, I mean, a few times he even confirmed it. But in that moment of pressure, I felt it. Like, ah. So what is the stress all about? You know, and sometimes we do stress. We go through it and we're like, okay, Lord, you need to make a plan. You know? So, I did this um, this cool thing that I really believe. It said, those who leave Everything in God's hands will eventually see God's hands in everything. Right? Sounds like, okay, Lord, difficult situation. Don't know where it's going to end up in. Don't know the end result. This thing about faith, I want to please you. So ultimately, that's what it comes down to. I want to please God. And the word even says, you cannot please Him without faith. We want to please our daddy, all of us. But it's going to take faith. Faith. Sometimes people won't even understand. Your family, like, oh, you want to walk out in faith and you know, it doesn't even make sense. I don't think it ever should make sense. So I'm just repeated. Those who leave everything in God's hands 
will eventually see God's hands in everything. So to give a practical example, I asked Charlene and Jessica this morning if I could do me a favor. And uh, maybe if you guys can come, yeah. I heard that they... No, no pressure. Um, I'm doing Okay, cool. So they... Are you going to do a... A nice dance for us. Beautiful turn. <laughs> and I thank you. Can we give them a round of applause, please? So, hold on, guys. The thing about dancing, myself and Stacey are still trying to do it. You know, specific the Suki vibes. Um, but I know that when the male dancer extends the hand and says, come and dance with me, it's up to the girl to say yes. And Jessica fortunately said yes. Well on Jessica. But sometimes God's like, come and dance with me. The thing about dancing as the female or the bride or us is that can't always see where we're going. Well, almost never. I'm sure, Jessica, you didn't know when the turn was coming. She did it wonderfully, like almost as if she knew it was coming. She didn't look back when she was dancing. She let it go. Sometimes God's like, come and dance with me. But it's going to take some faith from your side. Don't look back. Expect a turn or two or a few. But let me lead you. Trust me. I've got you. I've got you. You turn back to that first love. The first love that he has called us, each and every one of us to. Each and every one of us. Dance with the Lord. Let him, let him take you by the hand and say, Okay, Lord, I'll do it. doesn't matter what people think, say, I'm dancing with my father, with my daddy. Okay. I've asked the guys to just prep a quick clip for us. And each and every one of us has been called. And if you haven't surrendered your life as yet to the father... I'm going to say that there's an opportunity for you as well this morning. But if you have, it's not only for you, there's more. This is Jesus calling Peter, saying, come and dance with me. Let's see what can happen. You guys.
How did this happen? What did you do? I'm giving you the chance to change your life. Peter, come with me. Give up catching fish and I will make you a fisher of men. What are we going to do? Change the world. Change the world. I believe that, eh? It's not just for you, for the people around you. It's for the world to see, like, yes, man, this guy's been with Jesus. Eh? Okay, I'm going to close with this. Hebrews 11. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. And it goes on to say, by faith, men and women have done things. From the beginning of time, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called out. It was by faith. It was by faith that he went on and lived in the land of promises. That is Moses. By faith, Sarah herself received power to conceive. It's by faith. And it goes on and on and on. Hebrews 11. By faith. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months. By faith. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. What did he do? By faith, these men and women did things. And then just in Hebrews 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a crowd of witnesses, let us also lay aside everything weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us looking to Jesus the founder and the perfecter of our faith come Lord come Lord maybe if I can play with us if I can ask you to buy it Father this morning by faith we receive your word, Lord. That you have called us to return to those works that we did at the beginning. To turn away from the passivity of this world, Lord. But Lord, that we will run by faith. And obey the first time when you speak. And won't you come and speak, Lord. You are Daddy, our Abba, Father, that loves us, Lord. And wants a relationship with each and every one of us. Come, Lord. So this morning, I want to invite those who have never given their hearts to the Lord. And have never heard the call of Jesus saying, like Peter, come and be a fisher of men. If you've never... 
raise your hand, giving your heart to the Lord and saying, Lord, from this day on, I change my ways. And I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I want to invite you into a relationship with Jesus. So if that's you, I'm going to ask you if you can raise your hand. While every head is bowed, eyes are closed, if that's you, and there's something you'll know. It's like a knocking on your heart right now, and the Lord's like, I choose you today. If that's you, I want to ask you to raise your hand. Father, I want to just thank you, Lord, that you have called each and every one to change the world, Lord. Each and every one of us to change the world. Whether it's the family first, Lord, I pray that it will be done. That your will will be done in and through our lives, Father. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name, Lord.